The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, for the February 25th edition of this show, and I am joined by my good buddy, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Doing well, my good friend. Uh, different being in the non-hosting seat, so I'm kind of looking forward to this one. I get to kind of kick my feet up. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. I'll be throwing questions more to you quickly and first, uh, but we have a we have a quick one on here. This is for our Thursday slates. Our Thursday slates haven't been too in depth lately. Uh, they're not. There hasn't been many games. I think six is the most, and that's what we have tonight. Another six gamer. Uh, so we should be fairly quick on this one. We have uh, one game at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two at seven thirty, one at eight, one at nine, one at nine thirty. No late game, but they're all kind of spread out, a half hour apart pretty much, except for that one time. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this one, getting one more show with you. And and um, yeah, anything you want to say before we jump on into it? Nah, man. I mean, I'm looking. I like these little six games. You know, five to five to eight's my wheelhouse. So that's my preferred slate. So looking forward to this one. Ready to dive into it. Nice. And yeah, uh, before we do jump in, I do want to give a quick shout out to our guys over at my bookie. Uh, so they're the only place that I trust to give my NBA related bets, and the one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines out there for all my. Uh, college bets my nba bets mlb coming up uh, march madness is right around the corner as well and if you know me you know that i don't give out my stamp of approval that easily to to earn it you've got to be the best at what you do and my bookie is simply the best sports book out there period and it's as easy as signing up enter the promo code hoopball get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks so head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet again bet with the best Bet with my bookie. And I also want to throw out a shout out to our guys over at Manscaped. To all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure you take care of your below the waist grooming. Our partners over at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is here to sink the competition and deliver the best tools for your below the waist grooming experience. Uh, Now with the Perfect Package 3.0 that comes with the Lawnmower 3.0, the Crop preserver the crop reviver an awesome pair of boxers and some other goodies in there as well uh, you can take care of your downstairs and, and that below the waist grooming and it's as easy as enter or going to manscape.com enter the promo code hoopball20 and get 20 percent off and free shipping again that's go to hoopball or manscape.com enter the promo code hoopball20 and get 20% off and free shipping. So when things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on Manscaped in the clutch time. Uh, so as we mentioned, it's a six-game slate. We're going to get right into it. We have the first game of the do- of the night on the docket, uh, the Mavericks at the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, only four of these teams are on a back-to-back. Only one of these teams uh, on the slate are on the back end of a back-to-back. So Probably not a ton of news to, to in terms of people resting, uh, but they're obviously we get them all the time. But as far uh, as the we don't for this game specifically, we don't have a spread, uh, no over under yet as of this podcast. Uh, but we do have 
some injury reports. For the Sixers, we have Seth Curry as probable. He missed that last game. Uh, and in the Mavs side, we have uh, Maxi Kleba and Kristaps Porzingis, both questionable. Uh, but we'll start on the, the away side. We'll start with this Mavs team, man. Uh, where are you looking at here? Can you go? Does it depend on if Porzingis and Kleber are playing, or are, do you already have your mind made up? Yeah, I think I kind of already have my mind made up. Uh, I it's just hard to ignore how well Harden's playing. Um, you know, with with no Durant, they've uh, we'll get we're, you know, that's the next game. We'll get to it. But yeah, you know, yeah Durant, I was about to say, what are you talking? <laughs> Durant's about? Durant's already rolled out. So well, push comes to shove. These guys are the two highest priced uh, guys on the slate. They're very similarly priced. Well, not the two highest. Giannis a little higher. Uh, push comes to shove, we have to make some decision with five guys over ten k. So Doncic. Love them in GPPs, probably not going to make my cash game lineups. Uh, if I am looking at anybody over here on this Dallas side, especially if Porzingis is rolled out, uh, it's going to be Tim Hardaway Jr., 4,800. He's just been cooking with that extra usage that he's been getting. Good price tag, fair price tag. Uh, Philly could be vulnerable from deep. Uh, I, I don't mind looking at him and Brunson. I think both these guys would be rock-solid plays. And, again, Porzingis and Kleeper both miss. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, near minimum salary. They're going to have to use him a little bit more in that front court in this Embiid matchup. Not expecting him to do a lot on offense, but if he could play 24, 25 minutes at 3,300, he wouldn't be terrible. Any interest in a Jay Rich revenge game here? That's a good call now. Uh, probably not. I'd probably just prefer looking at uh, looking at Hardaway Jr. just uh, for $100 more and probably not looking at either one of them uh, if Porzingis plays, but I can see it. Fair yeah, price tag. For me, I, I think the, the matchup is tough, especially for almost 11K for Luka. Ben Simmons is one of the better defenders in the league. He's lengthy, he's long, and he's not someone you really want to pay 11K for. Obviously, Luka makes sense in GPPs, like you mentioned, but for cash, he's not the safest of options. Uh, Porzingis plays. He has a decent matchup, uh, he, but he just doesn't look right, so I'm not going to pay 8K for him. Uh, if he doesn't play, I think it opens up if him or Kleba don't play, it opens up value in the front court. Uh, you can look at James Johnson again at 3200 His price didn't move. Dwight Powell's been starting at 3 k If you need to go down there, basement value, uh, you don't. he doesn't hurt you even if he puts up 14 points. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, 33. I don't really – I'm not comfortable with these guys just because Joel Embiid gets everybody in foul trouble. But if you have to go down there at the bottom basement level price tag – uh, 3K is not bad for Powell, 3-2 for Johnson. Uh, I don't mind Hardaway, and I, I kind of like uh, Jay Rich a little in this matchup for the revenge game narrative. I don't think he's going to get one of the better defenders on the team. Uh, he's probably going to get a lot of Seth Curry, and I think he could take advantage of that matchup. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has, any time Luka or Porzingis misses, he always slotted in for the, over the last year and a half since the trade. Uh, he's slotted in as the second guy on this team, so I, I think 48 is a solid price tag for him here as well. Um, but not loving too many guys against the, the Sixers on this one. Uh, but, man, uh, if Kleba plays, can you go to him? I don't think so. I think there's going to be some other guys that we talk about, some other value plays. You know, like you said, these guys are going to probably find themselves in a foul trouble, and they have so many options uh, just to kind of throw out there where they might just want to keep a fresh pick on the court at all times. Uh, I, between Kleber, Cauley Stein, Porzingis, James Johnson, Dwight Powell, that's a lot of bodies. And if they're all healthy, they all might play, uh, you know, bottom barrel guys at least 10 minutes. So I'll probably pass on most of these guys. All right, man. And let's go on to the other side of the ball in the, the Sixers. Can you attack Joel Embiid at 9-9? I mean, not can you. Will you attack Joel Embiid at 9-9 against this front court? I was going to say you absolutely can. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I, I don't mind it whatsoever. 
Uh, great price tag for him. He's under 10K. When you talk about some of these other guys that we'll get to, including Luca, we just talked about, all being priced above 10K, he makes a great pivot. I expect this game to be fairly competitive, whether Luca plays or not. And I do like Joel Embiid. Porzingis? Nine, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Guys, are you fumbling yeah, everything? Sorry. Porzingis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, damn, I'm dropping the ball over here. Uh, no, yeah, so I do prefer Joel Embiid. Uh, over Ben Simmons, fool. point per dollar as well. So I'm not going to be playing any Ben Simmons. I just much rather have uh, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris at 8100 for as good as he's been playing. I'd probably rather pass on that price tag as well. I am all set. Um, that's probably it over here. I'm not going to go to Seth Curry against his in, in his revenge narrative. I guess uh, you know him and Jay Rich. They both have to have one, I guess. But uh, probably not going to go to anyone else over there. Yeah, I'm going to go to Ben or Joel, Joel Embiid as well at nine nine. Higher price tag, obviously, but under 10K, this is a juicy, juicy matchup uh, for him right here. He's going to get whoever they try and throw at him in foul trouble. Um, But I do like Tobias Harris if Porzingis plays. If he doesn't play, not huge on him. If he does play, Porzingis has been – he just doesn't look right. He can't – he's not bending his knees. He's He has back spasms. I don't know if it's because he's (laughs) – his back's just straight up when he's trying to play defense. He just looks really bad. Uh, And until he looks healthy, I will attack him. And at 8-1, I don't mind it. But if he doesn't play, don't really want to go to Tobias Harris. I just think there's, I think he's a solid cash or um, GPP pivot because I don't think he'll be highly owned at eight one, and I think he's going to be not huge upside, but I think he's going to bring back value at his price tag if Porzingis plays. If Porzingis, I mean, doesn't play. If Porzingis plays, I think Embiid is just a rock solid option on this, and then it's the, I don't really want any of the ancillary pieces on uh, the Sixers. They they kind of give and take on who who goes off on a given night. Can't right. but to agree right there. All right, man. Uh, let's flip on over to the second game that you were very eager to jump aboard <laughs> on. Uh, this is the this game starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do not have a spread for this one. We do have a spread for the remaining four games after this, uh, but nothing for this one. On an injury report, we have, you mentioned it already, Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie, <clears throat> both out. Uh, Shemet, Luke, and, and Jeff Green are both questionable, and Timothy Luabu Cabarro, or, or better known as Luke Harrett, he is probable for this one. And on the Magic side, we have Cole Anthony, Fultz, Gordon, Isaac. Uh, they're all out, and those are longer-term injuries, except I think I think Gordon's nearing a return. I don't really know on that, but he should be. Um, but we'll start on the Magic side because they are the away team on this one. Uh, who are you liking here? And we have another... Big price center option in Vucevic at 10K going against uh, the Nets, who have been very friendly to the front court, but they're playing better. They're playing better all around basketball lately. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, first we're targeting the Nets because they bleed points, and they're probably, you know, as good as they've been playing, like you said, overall basketball, probably still a below average defense. Uh, I don't mind targeting Vucevic. I probably prefer Embiid. Games and matchups, I you know I'm going to target Vucevic are going to be the game stacks, mini game stacks. I'm doing where maybe I'm just spending a ton of money in this game. I'm going Vucevic. I'm going hard, and I just want to load up on this. Uh, those types of scenarios. He's definitely got a 50 point floor though in this one. I just still think that uh, Embiid outscores him. Uh, they they both have like that 60 to 70 point ceiling in this matchup. In fact, uh, Vucevic, I'm pretty sure he dropped uh, over 70 DK points in this matchup earlier in the season. Played 35 minutes, uh, 69.5 DK points, 14 of 22 shooting against them. So, uh, yeah, don't mind him. 
just I uh, still prefer Embiid. Looking at some of these wings, Fournier, Ross, they're both getting priced up. This is a good matchup. Don't get me wrong. Just don't see myself going to those guys. One guy I could see myself having to share two of might be Michael Carter Williams at fifty six hundred. Uh, just knowing he's kind of one of those do-it-all type of point guards who can just stuff the stat sheet defensively, uh, the assists, the rebounds, a lot of those stats. If he scores, it's just the cherry on top. It's the bonus. We're never expecting a whole lot from him. But it's a fair enough price tag for a guy that, if the scoring's there, can easily hit you 35 to 40 DK points. Um, that's probably about it. But I was going to actually ask you a question if you're going to be going to the other front court, the power forward spot at all, between uh, Chuma or Aminu. And yeah, and that's probably where I'll have the most exposure on this team. Um, <clears throat> I don't hate, like you mentioned, I don't hate Fournier and Ross, but they're almost 7K now. And that's not really what I want to pay for a guy, or two guys like them when there are is so much top-end talent on this uh, team. If I'm going to go in the mid-tier, I want to have more surefire value and higher upside. I uh, don't hate Michael Carter-Williams, but don't love him either at 5-6. I'm going to pass on him as well. Uh, Vucevic. Him and you can go him or Embiid at that 10K center mark. Um, like you said, I, I'm also with more Embiid on this one, but I don't mind Vucevic. I think he's going to be higher owned just because of the matchup. So I like Embiid even more in terms of an ownership. Um, <clears throat> in, in, in ownership, um, I can't even think of the word right ownership now. Ownership standpoint. I got you, buddy. I got you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I, I didn't <laughs> insist on that one. Uh, I was freezing at the line, but uh, an ownership standpoint, yes, thank you. Uh, but on the power four, that's where I was going to get to too, and I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, Okeke and Aminu, they're both getting 20-ish minutes, minutes or so in the last game. In the last couple games, they're they're hovering around that. Uh, I don't mind going to either of them, to be honest. I think Aminu is going to get the start, and if he's going to be ramped up more to 25, 26 minutes, 3,500 against Brooklyn. I I don't I like getting exposure to this game that way. Uh, same with Okeke. If Aminu is still going to be limited to around twenty tops, that means Okeke is probably going to play about twenty three or so minutes. And I think thirty seven that's a solid price tag. Just a good matchup for two guys can, that can get you uh, twenty to twenty plus points and not cost you a penny, uh, pretty penny. So I, I like both of those options there. And I'll figure out who I like more when uh, more information is available to us tomorrow. I'm with you. I like Okeke more. Uh, I like that kid a lot, actually. I've been, I didn't know much about him coming into the season, but as it progressed, uh, you start to learn a, learn a little bit more about him. And he's got a pretty NBA-ready game. He's playing good defense and uh, knocks down a good three ball. So I think he's probably the better player for him at this point. But they have so much money invested into Aminu that it's, it's just we got to play him. Yep. And um, now we'll go to the team that you were – so eager to talk about earlier. Uh, we have the, the net side of the ball. We have Harden at 10-8. No Durant in this one. We got Kyrie under 9K. That's very good looking. Um, and then we have Jeff Green, who's now, I believe he was uh, he's questionable for this one. But uh, who are you liking on this side of the ball? Yeah, hard not to like uh, James Harden. Uh, with how well he's been playing with Kevin Durant in the lineup. He's, he's probably He's been the best player in basketball, I would say, the last week. I mean, fantasy basketball. Like his numbers have been insane. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not even close. I mean, over like you said, over the last week, this dude's pretty much got a floor of about uh, you know sixty five DK crushing. points. Two weeks. <laughs> you know, uh, he's just been absolutely crushing. And this isn't the greatest matchup. We're not expecting a you know this to be an up pace for Brooklyn or anything. You know, in fact, it's probably a matchup that we don't want to generally target a superstar going against. But it's James Harden. This usage isn't going anywhere. He's going to continue to play point guard. Kyrie's perfectly fine with playing off ball, and as long as they're winning, they're happy, and they're going to keep playing like that. So sign me up for some James Harden. I'm good with him at 10-8. Uh, 
outside of him, you know, I'm not going to chase that Bruce Brown game. He's been playing extremely well, but I don't think he's going to cherry pick three or four straight baskets again. I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to see that Santino there. I think uh, Howarden had three assists on cherry. Howarden. Uh, Howarden. <laughs> Howarden. Yeah. That's my new, uh, my new accent. I don't know. Where would that be considered from? Uh, and you can keep an eye on DeAndre Jordan as well. His minutes are back up, uh, especially if Jeff Green has, is forced to sit. He played 34 and 32 in the two previous games. You know, ceiling of 40, floor of about 20 to 25 when he's playing that, that amount of minutes. But that's it for me, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we can go hard in any time. Uh, cash, GPP, whatever it is. And if you decide not to go hard in and you want exposure to this game, Kyrie is under 9K and he's he's also in he, – He's in a pretty good matchup as well. I don't like you said the the Magic play slow, but they're just not they're not that good of a team. So either one of these guys could go off, and I don't mind paying nearly nine k uh, for Kyrie to get some exposure here. If I don't go there, I don't really want to go to too many other guys. Um, looking at Joe Harris, he's in a decent matchup too. Five five DeAndre Jordan. Uh, there's so many high valued centers on this slate. I don't know. If I'll go in this route, don't hate him, but I don't really want him against uh, Vucevic's going to take him a little away from the basket. Um, I don't hate Joe Harris, but I probably won't go there as well. I'm not too many guys. Well, I'll have to look at the injury report. If Jeff Green doesn't play, Shemet doesn't play, then that opens up some value for some other guys. Uh, that means there's more minutes, more shots to go around for these bench guys, and some two someone else is going to uh, start in Jeff Green's place, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think it's Harden. And if you wanted to go to Kyrie, you won't hate it. Uh, and then probably it. I'm with you. All right, man. Let's go to this next one. This one also starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Kings traveling all the way across country to the New York Knicks. Uh, we have a 222.5 spread, and the Knicks are 1.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, we have on the Kings side – we have Hassan Whiteside has been ruled out for health and safety protocols, and Me Too is out for this one. And yes, I, I like just saying Me Too. Um, me Too. Uh, and then on the Knicks side, we have Alfred Payton, doubtful. That's something interesting there. And we have Nerlens Noel, a probable. He seems to be on this list all the time as probable. Uh, but let's start with the, with the King side of the ball, man. Um, and and what, you look, what are you looking at here? We watched Tyrese Halliburton have himself a – Big game, back-to-back 23-point games, uh, 9-8 assists, only at 6-6. We see Fox now under 8K. Uh, What are you looking at here? Yeah, it's about time they started pricing Halliburton up. This kid's in stud. Uh, Heald's not going to be on this team very long. He's going to be the eventual starting shooting guard. And, yeah, he's going to be a guy that's priced around 7,500 on most nights. Don't love this matchup, though. That's the one thing. We don't generally want to target too many players going against this Knicks team with that Thibodeau defense. Uh, Alfred Payton not being in the starting lineup could be good or it could be bad. If we hear that Derrick Rose starts, it's a good thing. We can look at Fox. We can look at Halliburton. We can feel a little bit more comfortable. But quickly, he's actually been very, very good defender this season. Uh, he's very scrappy. So not a guy that I, I, I don't mind targeting him. I'm not, like, afraid to target him. But I would just feel a little bit better about Rose. So prefer Fox over Halliburton. Push come to shove. Outside of those two guys, uh, not looking at a whole lot. They did release uh, Glenn Robinson. That's uh, something to be worth noting. So they might have a little, you know, he wasn't playing much anyway, but they're going to have some more wing uh, minutes available for guys like Jeffries uh, and then again Halliburton. So that's it, man. Probably just looking at a little bit of Fox. Not going to go too much of the front court, although Holmes and, uh, you know, Bagley will probably be the two lone centers of the night, but that's it. Yeah, I don't. 
I say it all the time. I don't like playing people against the Knicks. They're just the they're the slowest team in the league, and they're a top ten defense. Just not a good combination. Same with same with the Suns. Uh, but the Suns can score a bunch of points on you if if needed be, and get into a couple shootouts here and there. I just don't like playing against the Knicks. It's it's like a football game when it, it's just a low scoring game. Uh, you you need you need the touchdowns there. Here we need people to, to play fast and rack up stats. I don't hate Halliburton's price tag at six six. I think that's rock solid. If I have to go there, um, the rest of these guys, I don't really want to touch. Like Buddy Hill stinks right now. Can't can't shoot. He's he's a shooter who's missing every shot pretty much. Don't like him. Uh, don't hate Barnes at five nine, but I think we have better value there. Fox under eight k. I want to play him. I want to play him, but I don't know how I feel about this matchup as of now. Um, Holmes pretty pretty solid at, at five seven. It's, I guess uh, center is the position you can attack, but I just don't. I'm not in love with attacking anybody on this 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 side of the ball in this game environment. Uh, when I get to the next side of the ball, I don't hate it because they're getting a huge pace up and going against pretty much the opposite of them. Bad defense, pace up spot. Uh, but this is a where you don't love to target people on fair price tags. Um, that said, man, wh- how are you feeling about this other side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's definitely a pace up spot for these Knicks. Um, I love the target shooting guards going against the Kings, but it's kind of hard to do in this matchup. We don't know who's going to play shooting guard. The fact that Alfred Payton being doubtful helps us a little bit. Uh, but between the actual shooting guard position of Alec Burks, R.J. Barrett, Reggie Bullock, Austin Rivers, we don't know who's actually going to get what minutes and which guy we want to target. Uh, if Barrett doesn't play like absolute you know, dog water, he'll stay on the court. It comes down to that. But Tibbs has not been shy with pulling him. If the bench unit's playing well, he's going to bench him. He's sat him in the few fourth quarters recently, so... I just can't trust him as much as I love to target, you know, like shooting guards and, you know, that small forward wing type against these Kings. I just don't love to do it in this spot. If I'm looking anywhere, it's going to be quickly slash Derek Rose. Um, you can play both these guys with, uh, you know, with Peyton being doubtful. And then Randall, 9,100. He dropped 50 against his team earlier in the season. It's a good matchup for him. I don't think Bagley, as well as he's been playing, he's been playing very improved defense. Uh, Julius Randall's an all-star, you know, so it is what it is. And um, you mentioned Austin Rivers. He's not in the rotation, so I don't think you have to worry about him getting minutes. I mean, he's only playing a couple. Uh, think he, of, let me ask you, do you think he gets a couple of minutes, though, if Peyton sits? He'll get a couple extra minutes, but not really much to where I think he's going to steal minutes. And uh, a lot of the people you mentioned, they're all they're fighting over three positions, though, point guard, shooting guard, and small forward, because they're starting Barrett and Bullock at the two and three, and Burks is playing the two and three. Rose is playing the two, one. Uh, if Peyton misses, that that helps everybody else. I think everybody else gets a little bit extra minutes, and I like R.J. Barrett at 5.5. Five. I think that's a good price tag for a, a guy who's kind of been struggling. He's he played 27, 34, 27 minutes. Uh, he shot one of nine from the floor last game, but he shot 10 of 20 the game before that. I think – we can see a, a little a nice bounce back from him in this one. And at 5-5, five, five, I don't think you're risking much going there. And he's probably my preferred play uh, of all those guys, depending on who gets the start at point guard. Because if, if Quickly does get the start at point guard, I'll like him too at 4-1. Very good. If Rose gets the start at point guard, 4-6, uh, that's that's good too. But I, I think there's a few plays here that we, we can look at. I'm not going to go to Noel. I don't hate Randall. I just think there's a lot of 
very top end talent. And we'll get to another center later playing one of the worst front courts in the league that you can look at too. Um, spending down though, Randall against this against Marvin Bagley's defense is a very, very good matchup for him too. Um, but I think Barrett will be the guy that I'll gravitate towards the most. I was, you know, I think I want Rose to start if quick, if I'm looking at it quickly too, I want quickly to come off the bench. He still, he would still probably play, you know, 26, 28 minutes. He might even close the game uh, because of his defense. You know, I think that, and, and we, we'd probably avoid as much chalky ownership going directly towards the guy because everybody knows his name with how well he's been playing. Young rookie, 4,100. If he starts, you know, he'll, he'll probably be like 60% owned on, on large field GPPs. It's going to be a little wild, but uh, it's going to be hard to avoid, man. All right, man. Um, and with that, let's get over onto this third or fourth game. We're already halfway through this slate already. And we have the next game is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Los Angeles Clippers. Or no, sorry, the Clippers at the Grizzlies. Uh, and we have a 229 over under. And the Clippers are seven and a half point road favorites. On the injury report, we have just Patrick Patterson not playing for the Clippers. And on the Grizzlies, we have Jaron Jackson, Killian Tilly out, and Dylan Brooks as questionable. He missed the last couple games, uh, but now he's he's questionable for this one. That His availability changes a few things for um, that that team because he'll start, he'll push other people to the bench. Well, we don't know exactly who's going to get pushed to the bench, uh, but it could be Clark, it could be Grayson Allen. We'll see. Um, but we'll start on the Clippers side of the ball. If you stop clicking over there, I don't know what you do, but um, <laughs> who can you – First say, uh, 9-3 for Claw, 8-8 for George. Who do you prefer? And can you play anyone else besides these guys? Yes, you could play other people. I should have answered that. The reverse order would have been easier. And I prefer Paul George. So that's kind of my take on it. I prefer Julius Randle, actually, over both these guys in the previous game. Similar price tags, kind of sandwiched right in the middle. Uh, but I do prefer Paul George over Kawhi Leonard. And the other guy I think that we could take a look at would be Zubak. Uh, you know, he's just been playing very well. Played 26 minutes in the last one. I like this matchup going against Joval. I expect him to probably play similar minutes, around 23, 24 minutes. Uh, and then when he gets those minutes, even in 18-minute games, we could see him double-double. So I, I do like Zubak in this one, too. Yeah, I, I think he's a decent value at 4-5. There's not huge upside on him, but I think he makes – uh, for a solid cash guy, because if he's going to get 25 minutes or so, put up 25 points, um, maybe not 35 plus. Maybe the, the upside isn't there, but he has potential to get to 30. He did that in the last one. I don't know if he repeats, but he has that capability. Uh, I, I like Kawhi a little bit better than than George. George had that big game last game. 11 of 17. He's been six of seven from the three. Uh, he dropped 30 points. He dropped 34 the game before that um i I think they tend to switch off and i think uh Kawhi will draw the better better matchup here depending on if dylan brooks plays or not i think he he, dylan brooks is one of the better defenders on the team Uh, if he plays he's probably going to be matched up with paul george gets him a little bit of trouble and not not anything that paul george can't handle but that gives me the advantage to go to Kawhi there if he doesn't play grayson allen yeah he's going to be guarding george and i like george to take a Big time advantage on that, um, but I kind of I don't know if I'll have too much exposure on this side of the ball uh, with them comparatively to the other big price guys that have just fantastic matchups in this uh, th- on this slate. 
So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I'm probably not going to go gravitate towards those guys except for uh, rear instances in, in GPPs where I really want to pivot from the field. <clears throat> but Fun fun fact, fun stat. Uh, Zubat is averaging 25 DK points over his last six and has three games of 30-plus over the last seven. So there's, there's a little cake there, a little cake, nothing great, but he's there. All right, man. Um, I only see two games over the over thirty in the last like seven or so, but uh, we'll we'll trust that you you know what you're saying. I guess. Uh, but let's go to this next one here. We have the- oh whoa 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 yeah Sacramento. Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe that's nine. Maybe I added wrong. One, two, yeah, three. Yeah, no, you definitely five, added five, wrong. Six, but seven, yeah, you're right. It was nine. That's that. that's what I call an apotrophact when he yeah, embellishes he things for his own benefit. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> for, hey, listen, for, the, the, the the 25 DK points over six games is real. That one is a real one. The the uh, I miscount. I miscounted the game. All you viewers out there, I use this good. daily because he he embellishes. He embellishes his for his own good thing. And the 25 point thing, he did not do that three times. Yeah, <laughs> the only time twenty five point. He said he's averaging twenty five DK points over six games. Oh, I thought you were saying he he had uh, multiple times over twenty five. The only times he's had over twenty five were those three thirty point games in the last ten. Just, yeah, that's okay. right. I but thought it was three and seven. Now that the apotrophacts are out there, I think we can move on to this <laughs> this next team. Uh, oh, I almost forgot the. I was going to move on to the next matchup. You got me all discombobulated here. Uh, but we're on to the Grizzly side of the ball now. And uh, can you play a lot of these guys against this Clipper defense that has been a little bit slippery of late? But it's still the Clipper defense, and when they start getting healthy and they start regelling again, because uh, Paul George missed some time. Nick Batum missed some time, Kawhi Leonard missed some time, Pat Bev missed some time. A lot of these guys missed some time. They're starting to get um, acclimated back into this thing. But can you go to this Grizzly side who, honestly, they come out flat sometimes, and then sometimes they come out strong. I don't know which one we're going to get. It's You're right. It's a toss-up. Uh, this Grizzlies team, they got spunk. It's that they have the athleticism. They have a lot of guys you know, that can be heavy hitters, John Moran, Jonas Valanciunas. When these guys are on, you know, they're two of the best guys at their positions. But they're so up and down, and this team's been so hobbled throughout the season. Like you said, Dylan Brooks uh, has missed the past few games. Questionable in this one. If he's able to return, it does improve their defense slightly. But this is just a tough draw for them, even if they're completely healthy. Even if they had Jaron Jackson Jr., this is a tough draw for them. So I was actually surprised that even looking at the spread, that it was only around seven, seven and a half points. I was expecting it to be more towards like that nine. Uh, I don't have a ton of interest in anybody actually over here. If I'm looking at anybody, it might be like Justice Winslow at 3,800, you know, shot one of 10. Uh, in that last one, three of fourteen in the game prior, but twenty six and twenty one minutes in his first two games back, game gets out of hand. I can see him picking up some garbage time as well, so I don't mind looking at a guy like Justice Winslow at thirty eight. Yeah, and if Dylan Brooks doesn't play, I think Justice Winslow looks a little bit better because there's extra minutes available for him too. Uh, he didn't produce in that second game, but he did. He did or dud. He did play 26 minutes, and if he's going to keep ramping up slowly and slowly, I think that helps on. And Brooks's absence does help that, so I don't mind going there, especially if Brooks doesn't play. If Brooks plays, I don't really want anything to do with any of these wings because I don't know where the minutes are going to go. There's, this team is super deep. It's just so deep, and we don't even have Jaron Jackson yet. That's a, But this team is extremely deep. Um, I don't really – besides that, I'm, I'm not really interested on – 
too many of these guys. I'm just going to throw out the last couple box scores to you guys. They lost by 10 in the last game, but they were down by uh, nearly 30 points in the first half. It just they battled battled back against the when it was a blowout territory. Uh, they lost by over 30 the game before that. They won by 14 the game before that. Then they they won by nine. They lost by over 30 again. They won by 14. Like, I don't know which. Grizzlies team is coming and against uh, the Clippers it's clear potential blowout territory so I'm just going to pretty much avoid them except if Brooks doesn't play then like you said I, I don't mind Winslow at um, under 4k <clears throat> all right all right man but uh, let's get to this next game and this is the juicy one of the these next two have monster spreads this one has a 236 and a half over under and it's the second highest spread of the night so far and we don't we don't have the first two game spreads uh but the nuggets are seven point home favorites and they are playing against the washington wizards this game kicks off at or tips off at 9 p.m eastern standard time on the injury report we have for the wizards thomas bryant ish smith both out they aren't going to be back anytime soon uh smith-ish i think is out another four weeks or so uh, and on the nuggets side we have pj dozier Jim Michael Green, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, all out, and Greg Whittington, questionable. Let's start with the Wizards, who are the road team in this one. We have Westbrook at 9-5, Beal at 9-2, and then everybody else. But can you, knowing that we have all this top-end talent, uh, do you feel comfortable going with one of these guys, and which one would it be? Uh, it would, it would only, I'd only play either one of them in kind of a little mini game stack type scenario. If I'm going to have some heavy hitters over on Denver and I want to run it back with somebody because I just don't feel comfortable with anybody else on this team to play at all. Uh, Westbrook, you know, he's been playing much better. He triple doubled against this team earlier in the season. So he'd probably be the guy I lean to. I think he gets the, the better, uh, you know, one-on-one matchup as well. Jamal Murray doesn't scare me off one bit. So I'd probably lean Westbrook. And what about this? I know you said you're not going to touch anybody, but what about the center rotation? We saw the Wagner go off for almost 38 DK points last game, but I know it's a crapshoot. Can you? Which crap are you going to shoot at? Not that crap. No, no, <laughs> I uh, not this matchup. Not that crap. We've seen Wagner get yanked in matchups where he gets toasted. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. Um, there was the game. Yep, yeah, it was. He played three minutes. He got cooked by Jokic. <laughs> they took him off the court in three minutes last time these two teams played, and he never came back on and sniffed it. So uh, not not a game I'm going to chase. He got absolutely cooked in this last one. <laughs> three minutes. They said, that, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't like – I like them if I know they're going to play, but I don't know which one it's going to be on a given night, and I'm not ready to shoot at that crap. And I'll go back to that. But, yeah, if you're going to play anybody on the Wizards, I'm not going to play Rui, not going to play Berton. It's, it's Beal or Westbrook. And right now I'm going to go to I'm going to go to go Westbrook as well. At He's putting up near triple doubles. And even when his shot's off, we know that he's going to be rebounding. He's going to be facilitating and getting those popcorn stats. So I can feel comfortable with that. Uh, Beal doesn't, does do that, but not to the degree that Westbrook does. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's where I would go there. In, in more game stack scenarios, I do feel more comfortable with the other top end talent out there, but um, can't hate going there in in some capacity. But now we'll go on to the the Nuggets side, and we have the other center around that 10k mark with Jokic at 10-4. Uh, does he vault over the first two guys in Vucevic and Embiid, or 
does he fall to the fo- bottom? And who are you liking on this team besides? Obviously, we like Jokic, but who are you liking uh, besides him? And, and answer that first question. Now that I'm I'm rambling. Answer it. Now. <laughs> answer uh, it now. <laughs> I mean, Jokic is Jokic. Uh, he's on. He's on. He's in play on every single slate. I'm not going to ever say don't play him. Uh, as as far as my game scripts are going, I'm finding myself having less Jokic than I am those other two, simply because we have better Denver options and secondary options that we could choose between. So I can go get Embiid, and I can play a Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and feel confident, or a Will Barton or a Jamal Murray, one of these secondary pieces going against, still getting some taste in this high matchup, high game total uh, environment, and then not have to spend the 10K on Jokic. But, you know, raw points, he's got to probably be the best best available guy. I just don't know if it comes down to make sense on the game script, and that little savings that we get with these other two guys might be worth it. Yeah, and, and I like Jokic. You know, talk about name butchering over there. Um, the, I, I think I like him more than Embiid and, and more than Vooch. Uh, I would put him slightly above Embiid, but I think he's going to have more ownership. So I don't, I, I think Embiid's the, just like I said for Vooch, I think Embiid's the better uh, GPP pivot off of them. But in this matchup, the Wizards cannot guard him. As long as this game stays close and the Wizards are playing a, a lot better, the Nuggets aren't blowing the roof off anybody lately. I think this game stays close and uh, he, he's just, on fire this year, so I don't mind going there. Murray is also in a great spot, but now he's eight four, and now you have to kind of think about do like when he was in that high six range and, and that mid seven or low seven range, he was doing really good. But uh, now that mid eight range, it on a slate like this, it kind of I don't know how much I'll, exposure I'll have to him. And more balanced lineups, I'll really like him. But uh, we have so many heavy hitters here, it's going to be hard, very very hard to get to go 8-8-8-8-9-K-ish type of thing uh, for, for me. And outside of that, I think at some point, Michael Porter Jr. has to do something. At 6K, I think I could take my shot here in a fantastic matchup. Um, if, I don't, if I'm not going Jokic and if, if I'm not going Murray, and, and Composo at 4-2 is another guy I think is, is rock solid. He's been playing a very good role in this team. He's been playing 27, 28 minutes the last couple of games. And I'll hit value here, in, especially in this matchup. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one, uh, Composo. He, that's your boy. Uh, that's that's such a Santino guy. For those who don't know, uh, you don't know because you don't know Santino probably as well as I do. For as long as I do, he loves those you know middle-aged European guys that come over at like 27. <laughs> You're Alexi Schveds, uh, Milo Tessadonic. Uh, you know, and, and now Composo, like all these guys that just fall in there, they, you know, they'll play a year and a half in the league. They'll go back overseas. They'll finish their career over there. Loves them. Absolutely loves them. Never yeah. couldn't get enough of them. I remember him talking about Darius Saric when the Sixers owned his rights, uh, two years prior to him coming over. He couldn't wait for him. He was younger. So I don't know if that completely fits the narrative, but if they come from Europe, he loves them. That's not an apotrophic either. Uh, that's a bold, that's a 100% fact. I love these guys. And, uh, uh, I love his nickname. Fuck you. <laughs> that I, did, that I, I don't just know if we can say that on air. I don't know if the, I, don't I said. Know. Fa- I said fuck. Fuck who? Well, if you fuck don't hear who. Santino on next Wednesday show, we know, we, 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 we know exactly why. And if you don't hear fuck us who, again, dude, we're getting pulled. <laughs> fuck who? Just play of my life. I think he's a rock solid thing. As long as Gary Harris is out, uh, we can go to him. Monte Morris is another solid option, but I think fuck who is is cheaper and and. He's just, I think he's a better player. And this dude's scrappy. And I love everything you mentioned. Oh, I like people 
that middle-aged guys that come over, they play scrappy and they know what they're doing. Uh, they will be, they will fight you to the death if they have to, even if they're not as talented as you. Uh, and that's that's what I like about them. But um, <laughs> I digress. Let's get on over to this last game of the night. And before I do that, I do want to shout out um, a couple things. I want to shout out uh, the, the DFS pass, guys. If you're not in on the DFS pass yet, we still have a lot of season left. We just got the second half of the season schedule, so that's a big one. A lot of <laughs> two teams playing 40 games in the second half, a couple others playing 38, 37. We have a lot of games here for you, um, and you get all of our articles and all of our stuff on, on the site. But the best thing I can tell you guys that you, you will get is is the stuff on Discord. And uh, with all the late game and breaking news and all this who's in, who's out, where does this player's where, where does the value shift after we do these podcasts and all this stuff? Uh, the Discord is where you're going to find that. And it's been fantastic. Uh, and, and it's every night. Every night we'll have someone on there answering questions, helping you uh, wh- with whatever you need, even if you're, they're hypotheticals, whatever, uh, whether it's cash, GPP, uh, and so on and so forth. But it is only $1.99 per month. And for the price of a cup of uh, – I was going to say Dunkin' Donuts, but not everybody has Dunkin' Donuts. For the price of a (laughs) – Oh, yeah. I don't even want to get him started on his coffee stuff. But for the price of a cheap, bad cup of coffee, according to uh, Mr. Apatria, that's all it is for for getting some rock-solid advice here. But let's go on to this last game of the night, man. And it is the highest spread that we have. And I'm assuming it's going to be the highest spread even when we get the first two games. Uh, But this is the Pelicans at the Bucks. And we have the a two forty over under. That's one of the biggest I've seen all year. Like that's that's a massive over under. Uh, <laughs> Ten years ago, if you saw two forty, you would have thought it was a joke. Like, all star oh. game. That's what you think. You think this <laughs> right? was the all star game? When you rub your eyes, like ah, oh, I think they just put. I, I think they meant a one with that. Where that four was, but two forty over under, and the Bucks are nine point home favorites in this one. Uh, we'll start. Oh, I almost forgot the injury report. Uh, so I mentioned that there are a few teams on a back to back. I forgot to say that before. The Kings, Clippers, Grizzlies are all on the front end of a back to back, and the Pelicans are the only team on the back end of a back to back. We don't have an injury report for them. Uh, something that we'll keep an eye on out for if if they're going to rest anybody or so on and so forth. They haven't really done that much, but I know Stephen Adams, as tough as he, as he is, he's, he was banged up a little bit uh, coming into the last couple games, so maybe look out for that. But uh, the Bucks do have an injury report, and we have Jalen Adams out for health and safety protocols. Uh, Bobby Port is probable. Jordan Nora out. And Drew Holiday, doubtful. I think he got upgraded to questionable uh, after the official injury report. So that's something to keep an eye on out for. Uh, but uh, I'm not 100% positive on that one. But let's start with the, the Pelican side of the ball, man. Uh, Zion, Giannis, head-to-head. Whoa. But who are you liking on this side of the ball against this this Buck squad? Yeah, it's tough because, you know, we talk about it all the time when we do shows together, Santino, and what's the one way we want to beat the Bucs? Three-point uh, shooting. We're not out of this yet. We just got to hit our free throws. Yeah. <laughs> free, it's, it's generally three-point shooting. That's <laughs> that's their weak point. That's where you could attack them. And uh, the Pelicans, what do they suck at? It just happens to be three-point shooting. Uh, they do not have good spacing. They have zero shooting. Uh, I like Brandon Ingram, though. He is their one floor spacer. 
you know, this is a matchup when Zion wasn't playing last season that we would see Ingram draw that Giannis coverage. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because they have a wrecking ball named Zion Williamson who can go coast to coast and do Giannis-like things. So uh, I expect those two guys to be a handful for each other. I, I will look at Ingram at 7,900. I think that's a fair price tag. He should have 20-plus shot attempts in this one. He's going to have to shoot. I don't mind looking at Josh Hart. Uh, and then I actually hope Steven Adams plays, but I like Hernan Gomez more anyway. Uh, that's the guy that I would look at regardless. If Adams plays, it'll probably be a, you know, Hernan Gomez is probably going to see a 20 to 25 minute role regardless in this type of matchup. So I just much rather see it come in the bench unit. Um, either way, if he starts, he's going to be a little bit chalkier. And uh, before I start, I have to say, put some respect on Lonzo's name, the one floor spacer. My man Lonzo is shooting 39% from the three point line on almost eight shots a game. Where is the respect, Mr. Apatria? <laughs> he's improved. No, he's definitely much improved. I've talked about it throughout the year. I, I, I give him his credit. Uh, him and Zach Levine, I said it you know, time and time again. They're the only two guys. That, I want to say the only two guys. Two of the guys that I've, I've seen such a turnaround from completely just broken jump shots. Guys that, you know, they couldn't do this. They'll never have it. Uh, and, and now are top-tier shooters. And then you look at other guys like, you know, John Wall and Westbrook, who, what's going on? Um, you know, <laughs> You guys, a little bit higher pedigree as well, kind of expecting a little bit more from you. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, you, you, you can look at him in this one. He is he is a spacer, I guess. He is a spacer. And if Drew Holiday is forced to sit, that he would have a definitely a positive matchup. Um, if Holiday plays, though, I think he's definitely eliminated for me. But you, you might be um, talking me on to him a little bit with your 39% stat over there. That makes sense. Yeah, and no, he especially if, if Drew Holiday doesn't play, and I'm looking again, he is currently still listed as doubtful. So uh, I am on the, the I'm going Alonzo heavily in this one. If especially if as long as we don't have news that uh, Drew is playing, because he is one of the better, better best def- uh, perimeter defenders in the league, and just so underrated that people keep overlooking on him. Uh, but Alonzo is the premier. Weird to say, is the biggest floor spacer on this team right now, and I and I like him especially uh, if. Bryn Forbes or uh, DJ Augustine or DiVincenzo, any of these guys are trying to check him. Don't mind going to Ingram under 8K finally. He just doesn't look as aggressive. That's the only thing that's bothering me with him. I know he, he took twenty over 20 shots the last two games and starting to see a little bit more aggression, and I like that. Uh, but I'm not seeing many rebounds from him. I'm not seeing uh, the facilitating and all the all-around all-star play that he was doing last year. So it's kind of alarming to me so i don't know how much i'll I'll pay near 8k for but i don't mind taking shots as well because he also can shoot uh those are the two guys i'm most interested in on and i before and the steven adams news is going to be big because uh willie willie g willie h at 45 if he doesn't play especially just gets a good matchup and he's going to play a lot more so um Brooke Lopez also looks like another guy who's lost the step, but um, so he looks like he's cemented it to the ground. Like one of those, <laughs> like you're just walking in New York, you're looking at your phone, you're not paying attention, and before you look up and you're sitting in wet cement, construction <laughs> workers are all pissed off at you. Oh, dude, that's one of the better jokes you've said in a while, and I, I, I got to give it to you, got to give you your props. I like that one, um, <laughs> but I do. Before we move on to the next team, I do want to ask, how do you feel about Bledsoe and? going against his team, his former team that he played a few years on, and they just couldn't get over the hump. Do you do you like him at 4-8? I don't. I don't. I love narratives. <laughs> I do love narratives. Yeah, there's so many good – I know you love your narratives. I do That's love why I keep throwing them at you. I'll find the weirdest narrative sometimes. <laughs> it's someone's third cousin's birthday today, and they flew in from Iceland, and 
I'll find some weird narratives. I like this one. I don't expect big minutes from him. You know, maybe if this, you know, the high total game gets out of hand. I, this is one of those types of games where we anybody could get into foul trouble. They're going to be playing quick. Uh, they're going to be playing extremely quick, especially this Pelicans team playing at up and pace going against the Bucks. So you don't say with a two forty spread. I would. I would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they're probably going to slog down the courts. Yeah, it's not. It's not the Knicks. It's definitely not the Knicks. No, I don't. I don't think I have too much blood. So. Not yet, at least. Maybe my maybe my opinion changes as uh, as some news comes out and things change, but I doubt it. All right, man. And let's go to the next team, the last team of the night, the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know why I said it like that, but I really wanted Bucks. to do it. Now I feel like I'm sounding like Jim Rome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how are you feeling about the Bucks side of the ball? We got the big Giannis who's playing – I don't even have words right now, but he's playing fantastic – uh, he's the highest guy on the slate. Can you go to him in this matchup against the, the – I've keep. i said it since he's come into the league, and, and maybe Steven Adams is stronger, but I honestly don't know a guy stronger than, than this kid in Zion Williamson. He's still a teenager. Like, uh, but uh, I digress. Who, who you like on the Bucks side of the ball? <laughs> yeah, before you just start talking about Zion's muscles for 25 minutes. Which, <laughs> and um, I will. I, I know you, you could, you could, you really could. The, uh, he's defined. Uh, Giannis, 11K, it's, again, there's so many priced up guys. Yeah, eventually, we have to eliminate these guys, some of them. When we're talking about your cash games, your single entries, when push comes to shove, does he make the cut for you? It's going to come down to your game script. And it, it sounds like a cop-out, and it sounds like the easy way out, but it's not. I mean, if you're spending up 11K on any player, you want to have full confidence that that game's playing four quarters. And if you have full confidence you can play four quarters and stay close, you're going to want to run it back with some bodies on the other side. It's that easy. So it really depends on how you feel about this game as a total. Same thing with that Washington-Denver game. Same thing with the Memphis-LA game. These last three games, they have a lot of guys that we could pay up on. It's just how confident are you in this game staying close? I mean, we could even argue that with Harden-Orlando, the Orlando team that's shattered into pieces right now. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you know are, are a little risky to spend up on, uh, but we're going to. We have to. You know, that kind of falls into place while we were talking about Embiid before and, you know, him being under 10K and in a rock solid matchup in a game that should stay close. And there you go. That's kind of how my builds are coming. So, yes, long story short, Giannis is in play, but I prefer guys like Middleton, DiVincenzo, some of these ancillary pieces. Um, I could go to maybe like a guy like DJ Augustine again. I don't feel crazy confident in it. Uh, but, you know, if Drew Holiday sits out and he's still going to play that mid 20s minutes, he's about a point per minute type guy. And he'd probably be looking at about 20 to 25 points. Check that. I really wanted to say that when you said something. I forgot what you said, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now, that I'm talking, now that I got the Jim Rome in my head. Um, you know that Santino was listening to none of that. He was just thinking, like, wait for the finish. He's just saying, check no, you that, said check something, that, check that. You, you said something, and then you said um, something else that was very close. I'll have to listen on the playback. But ever since then, I forgot what you said because all I wanted to say is, oh, you should have said, check that, and then went there. But uh I, i'm coming back to the slate now i, I forgot what you said in the end because i really did do what you said i played in my head oh i should have said check that check that check that and i had it in my head what i was going to tell you but then i forgot um but yeah i think in the, in the same vein with Giannis, i think i like yeah i would if you're gonna go to him i, I prefer him more than luca i don't i think him and hard and him and Jokic all have that same are in that same vein and Embiid, i prefer him more than uh Vuce. Vooch, and that's the people over 10K-ish. Um, but I don't know how comfortable I am to say that this game is going to stay super competitive all four quarters. Uh, in that same vein, I think Chris Middleton's pretty safe at 
He's playing 30 minutes regardless. Giannis doesn't always do that, but you look at the game, the the minutes for Chris Middleton, and he's just always playing 30-ish minutes, uh, mid-30s minutes, maybe even more. And I think 8-2, this is a really solid price tag for him. Uh, We mentioned Brandon Ingram is not playing the same way he did last year. Chris Middleton a lot uh, was probably has a chip on his shoulder right now. Uh, But I I like going Middleton here at a lesser price tag in in this environment, especially if you think it's going to be a closer game. Um, We also don't have Drew Holiday. But uh, or well, I shouldn't say we don't. We probably won't have Holiday. He's still doubtful. Outside of those two guys, maybe Divincenzo at five, but I don't love it. I just I mentioned R.J. Barrett, who you weren't huge on. I'd rather just pay a couple extra hundred to go there. I don't really want too many people. I don't know where the game script's going to go, and I think those are the only two guys you can truly, truly count on. Uh, maybe Bobby Portis because he's not blowout proof. But if Stephen Adams does play. That dude's just a brick, and I don't really want to go against him there. I think Middleton's my the guy that I like the most on this side of the ball. Another little uh, all-star snub narrative. Is that what I heard over there? A little uh, narrative action? A, a little what? bit, yeah. He uh, Not that okay. he 100% deserves it, but this is a team that's been the number one team in the league the last couple of years, and he's still there, and, and they're playing very well again. So He made it last year, though, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. So but, why not? They're doing the exact same thing. So if you're gonna, I guess maybe just because guys, other guys are playing, a, you know, slightly bit better. Zach Levine, rightfully so, deserved a spot in my opinion. So I don't, I don't fault he that. He might one. come off angry, and he has a good matchup in this. One, I, so. No, no. Listen, that's a real thing. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, we've seen several guys get the snub. Uh, Devin Booker was one of the famous ones. Um, I think it was two years ago when he had his first All Star appearance was last season, I believe. It was two years ago. He got snubbed, and he probably deserved one. And he was pretty ticked. He went on a nice little torrent run. So uh, not everybody has that same kind of fiery you know, passion. I don't know if Middleton's the same kind of dude as Devin Booker, but that is a real narrative. So keep an eye on those guys that did get that snub. So they have, uh, they, like you said, they have a point to prove. And uh, before we go, is there – oh, I do want to ask. We haven't done it in a little bit, but I will throw um, – we have a lot of high-priced guys. We can. There's a lot of different options there. But let's go in the mid-tier. Who's a guy under 8K that you're targeting? And if you want to throw, if you want to throw one from each tier, we can. But I'm just throwing, I'm keep throwing you the ball at the the um, the mid tier before we head on out of here. Okay, so on the spot under 8K. Yeah, I put you on. The, I'll, I'll ramble for a second. Yeah, no, so no, we no, can you're go good, from you're 8K good. to 5K. <laughs> uh, keep it, keep it Looking at um, who we like. <laughs> So it's funny you say that because under AK, I mean, we talked about a couple of these guys. You know, I do like Ingram a little bit, but, you know, if I had to say one guy that I could see myself having a fair amount of ownership in, uh, not just on a, you know, game script type scenario, uh, it would probably be a guy like Michael Porter Jr. at 6K. I just like his floor. He scored at least 30 points in three out of the last four games. That's DK points, that is. We know Michael Porter Jr.'s upside. This is a fantastic matchup. Uh, Rui Hachimura is probably going to get cooked. So, um, no Paul Millsap. There's a lot of things that go towards him. So under, you know, under six or under eight K we'll go there. And if, if we want to go, uh, I guess even lower than that, if we want to keep going down to, you know, some of the value plays that we talked about, uh, we don't have a ton of it just like glaring off the page. I, you know, I wanted to just say the easy cop out be quickly. Um, but I'll go my man Zubak. You know, I do have some confidence in Zubak. So 4,500, I like him. Right. And yeah, I don't really not going to play many people in that 7k 7k range i just don't really like it i mean i'm close to with you on on the six lower 6k guys um 
<clears throat> I, I like Michael Porter Jr. So he said him. I'll go with the pivot and the guy I just mentioned, Lonzo Ball, 6'3". Really like him there. Uh, if we're going slightly lower, I'm, I like Barrett at 5'5". Five, five, and, and in the value-type tier, I like Fuck You. I think, he, I think he's in a rock-solid spot. Just wanted to say two. one more time. You just had to get it out one more time. <laughs> Close maybe, the, maybe you got me. Maybe you got me. But, um, fuck You, I just wanted to say it one more time. Fuck Who can <laughs> All right, all right. I'm close, I'll close this out here before we get pulled. Pulling the plug, he's pulling the plug. All right, I get it, I get it. Um, but anything else you want to say before we head on out of here? I don't think we should, man. We were probably already <laughs> getting all everything stripped. Um, no, it's a podcast. We could get away with a little bit more than if we were on actual uh, radio waves. You got lucky there. We'd have to be FM or what's it? Radio. Uh, I just said his name. No, what's uh, what's the satellite? We'd have to be satellite radio. That's the only way we'd be able to get away with it. XM, Podcasts, yeah, XM radio. There we go. You got it. I said FM. <laughs> FM. I'm old. <laughs> I don't know that. Right. AM and FM is all I grew up with. You youngins with your XM and your all this other gadgets, your iPods. Oh God, man. Yeah, we're gonna head on out of here. But if you want to give us a rate review, good. On whatever you listen to, I heard Podbeam. I, I, I guess I'm old now because I'm just throwing that one out there. I never heard of that before the other day. And Apple Podcast, Spotify. I might have made that one up, man. I really don't even know. <laughs> okay, you might have made that one up. Uh, I was like, oh, I never heard of that. I heard of it somewhere. I started saying it. Uh, maybe. I, I I don't know. But uh, yeah, you could listen. Give us wherever you're listening. Give us a rate review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, uh, where we can improve, what you want us to continue doing. Uh, and give us a follow on Twitter on all of our Hoopball accounts and Mike's account at Mike Patria, my account at Santino Cocon. We're both very, uh, very um, creative with our with our names on that, if you can't tell. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good show. We did our six teams under an hour. And uh, good luck tomorrow. I believe tomorrow's show will have Brenton and Dave, and I'll be on the Discord tomorrow. So we'll see you guys again, and have a good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.